Welcome back to The Mammon Show. This is your host, Rohit. Today we have Joe, the IRS and tax expert. Thank you, Joe, for getting into the show. Yes, I'm very glad to be here. Awesome. I think the name is rhyming as well. Joe, welcome back to the show. Yes, it does. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, you know, like, I think you are the big guy been into the taxation, tax killer into the U.S. and like, uh, like, you know, like, uh, like making businesses works out to save taxes legally and doing about dealing with IRS properly as well. So would you just like to give a quick introduction of yourself as well, like how you got started with taxation and your complete journey, you know, a quick brief. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I, when I went to school, I started out wanting to be a chemical engineer. In fact, I have a chemical engineering degree from high school. When I went to college, um, my friend said, oh, go into accounting. You always have a job. I grew up in a city housing project, a very poor area. And we were always concerned about, you know, making money and surviving. So I said, you won't go wrong being an accountant. So I graduate with honors and I start doing bookkeeping, tax returns, normal accounting, financial statements. And then one day someone comes to me and says, you see those returns you have that you did and people didn't pay you for them? You can actually get money up front and help people with IRS problems. And uh, people in Houston were, uh, Houston, Texas, um, they didn't, you know, this was not popular in 1980. And so he got all these appointments for me and I jumped in cold, didn't know anyone, uh, anything. And I just kept asking questions, people at the IRS, how do you do this? What happens? I grew up in New York City, so I learned to be aggressive with people and not, not you know, let them step all over me. And then it just grew from that because I kept helping people. And to this day, um, I have CPAs as clients that I help with audits. I have uh, attorneys, people from all walks of life. Some of them make over a million dollars a year. Their base salary um, doesn't matter. But I stayed with this and I quit counting after a few thousand cases mm -hmm. and and the, the company's 42 years old. And I'm just going forward now. I used to do Fox radio interviews, um, but then I stopped. But I just can't believe what's going on uh, without government here. And it's, yeah. it's all over the world. But with COVID, the IRS did crazy stuff. They didn't process returns. They threw power of attorneys in the garbage. Mm -hmm. And now they're going after taxpayers for as much money as they can get. I'm not sure what they're going to do with it. Um, don't want to get political, but I want to protect taxpayers. Gotcha. And I've got a four-part audit um, checklist that I give out for free. If people go to my website, taxproblem.org, and they <laughs> give me their email, a page will come up giving you these four items, which I'm happy to discuss today. Um, but the name of the game is don't get audited. And what happens is a lot of um, 
the IRS, the, the media, tax preparation companies, uh, they all suit themselves telling you file early, file by April 15th, mm. and it, it increases your chances of being audited. And so many people, they have their taxes done. They have no idea how to defend the items on the return. So I'm out doing as many podcasts as I can because uh, I, I want everybody to know not to be a victim. Awesome. 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 So so like, tell me like how to avoid the IRS audit, you know, like how to avoid it. Yes. So my four part checklist, number one, never file by April 15th because that's the biggest pool of people that they select for audit. Gotcha. Also, another reason, excuse me, another reason is there's a wage and income transcript. The IRS has a list of what third-party payers file on you, W-2s, 1099s, K-1s from partnerships and sub-Ss, and they have all of that. They call it the matching program. If mm -hmm. they don't see that you've put all that on your return, then they're going to send you a letter. There's correspondence audits. Um, they'll ask, where is it? Did you put it on the return? And if you don't respond, they'll send you a letter saying that we're going to charge you this amount of tax. So that's number one. Um, well, number two is also match everything to the wage and income transcript. But that doesn't settle to about August or September. Uh -huh. Something I want to warn people about this year uh, it, it's funny, in the last few years, they, there's no wisdom of the IRS. They didn't give us the month grace. There's a one-month grace period they didn't give us. When an employer sends a W-2 out or a 1099, usually there's a month for corrections before they have to send the W-2s to the Social Security Administration. But now what's going to happen is we've already sent that, th those W-2s in. So if I have an employee that says, hey, you made a mistake here, you need to correct this. And I send the I have to now send a corrected report, an amended report in all these government offices are backed up. So if you file early, they're not going to be able to match the corrected report to to what you put on the return. That's going to trigger an audit. So. You've got a number two is you've got to wait until the wage and income transcript settles, uh, usually uh, August or September. Um, the third thing is file a few days before the end of the extension date, because I don't know one person that filed, let's say the extension date now is uh, October 15th. If you file a few days you know, within that window, They've already selected almost everybody for audit. So your mm -hmm. chances of being selected are small. The other thing is I deal, uh, the fourth one, let's say, I deal with auditors all the time. And if you footnote that return with your reasons, such as the taxpayer file uh, followed the code in the regs, uh, let's say it's vehicle mileage. The taxpayer has their mileage log and can show where they went, who they spoke to, the business purpose, things like that. Auditors will put that return back and go after somebody else. And to this day, it, it's been over 10 years when I've used this. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, not one person I know was audited because we protect them from being in that first group, being audited. They, if you send the return in a few days before the end, so like 95% or more people are already selected. The footnotes keep the auditors away and matching it to the wage and income transcript stops you from failing the matching program. Mm. Now, that's, I'm taking certain things for granted. Obviously, your return can't have garbage on it. You can't say you made $200,000 and you had all these deductions and now your taxable income is only 20000 and you supported a family of five. They're going to want to know where you got the money from. So you got to use common sense as well. Awesome. Awesome, Joe. So yeah, tell me like one more thing, you know, like it's all about finances, you know, like, so tell me like, what does a chief financial officer used to do in the company? Like what does CFOs do? Well, mainly it's cash in and cash out. So a CFO for a company um, watches the money, the CEO, you know, manages the, the operations, but the, that's the financial officer. That's the person that uh, goes and gets loans for the company, make mm. sure the cash flowing is right so the bills can get paid mm. and the loans can get paid and that the day-to-day -day, um, money operations of the business get met and and they don't default because you can have the best, biggest company. If yeah. you can't pay your bills, you're going under. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So. So like, tell me like, like you said a lot about to manage the control, what affects you know, like, so what does it mean? Like, what do you mean by like to learn to manage, to control what affect? As far as the IRS is concerned or? Yep. Yeah, as far as the IRS. Well, I'm big on having a good relationship with the IRS because throughout my career, over 40 years doing this, I've bumped into several attorneys that they make the situation, and some CPAs do this too, um, they make the situation worse for the client. They get, they, I, I've talked to, I've gotten to know several IRS employees and they tell me how bad these attorneys are. They browbeat them, they talk like they're above them and they're nobody and they're this hotshot attorney. And, and, they mess up the relationship. I had one auditor, a higher up auditor, one guy that goes to court for the IRS, tell me that this one attorney is so bad that he had to actually advocate for the taxpayer to protect him from his own attorney who was messing up the whole case. Got it. So you have to walk that fine line. You have to stand up for yourself, but a lot of taxpayers get frustrated. Um, I had an ex-police officer who yelled at the IRS auditor because he mixed up his documents and it took him hours to put it together. And he said, you know, well, why the heck did you, you know, ruin all that time that I spent to put the documents together? And I had to settle him down because he was going to destroy his audit. You, have, you can't treat an IRS employee as if they're the whole IRS. 
They are people just like you. They have managers they have to answer to. Sometimes they do things they don't want to do, but it's their job. And I've learned years ago, if you have good one-on-one relationships and, and you treat them with, I have a lot of IRS employees that I have great relationships with mm. because I treat them with respect. And if they're tough on my client, I, I don't just attack them back. I, I understand where they're coming from. And I explain to, I'm the middleman. I explain to my client that this IRS person isn't this crazy person just out to get your money. They yeah. have a job to do and, and all of that, you know? So that you have to have a good relationship. You can't have the people you deal with at the IRS think that you're a cheater, that you're sleazy, that you got a loud mouth. I grew up in New York City. And when I first started doing this, I used to yell back at them and they didn't like me for that. I had to change. Mm. You, you, it doesn't matter if they're wrong and you're right. You, you, you still have to show respect. Got it. Awesome. Yeah. So, so, so tell me one last question, you know, like I have a last thing to ask, like how to plan finances for the business. Like many businesses fail at finance, you know, like they have spent, they spend more rather than coming in yeah. more, you know, yeah. so how, how should the businesses taking care of that? Well, finance tends to be emotional for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. They, you know, it, it's like, it's easier for me to represent somebody else than it is to represent myself. And they always say, if you represent yourself in court, you have a fool for an attorney. That's an expression. Because when something hits close to home, you, you, you need to separate yourself from it. So when it comes to finances, I find that a lot of clients they don't want to own up to what their profit is. They don't want to know how much they made in their expenses. Because what happens if they find out that they, they thought they were doing great and they were really losing money each year? It's very hard emotionally to take it. See, the mm. answer is simple from an accounting standpoint. Take a spreadsheet and, and list your sources of income. <laughs> list all your expenses <laughs> and if the expenses are more than the income but i i didn't want to do that i you know i, I my wife I, you know looks yeah. at the bills for me if you asked me um how much do i budget for each thing i couldn't tell you i just know <laughs> what the big amount is that comes in and mm -hmm. i keep my expenses very small so mm. I know I have money left over mm. and I know emotionally that I don't want to know every tiny expense because maybe I have to admit that I left these monthly, um, you know, you sign up online and you have these monthly charges and I'm going to have to admit I let two or three of them go that I was paying for that I stopped using the service. Yeah, um, I think we don't want to admit where we're at. Yeah. And that's the big, because I can teach, I teach people in my consultations how to budget real easily. Mm -hmm. the, the, it's not difficult. You can go online and, and Google, how, how do I budget? How do I do a monthly accounting or something? It, it, all of that is free, but it, it's psychologically 
people don't want to own up to it. It becomes yeah. the problem. And yeah. I had to learn that that myself. You know, mm -hmm. you even in my own practice, I I I don't. You know, people ask me, you know, uh, different areas of practice. How much are you making on tax? How much are you making on IRS representation? And I have no idea. What What is your cost per click on your your advertising? Well, I mean, I know what I pay, but how much is it worth to me? I don't know. Got it. You know. But it's okay not to know if you're growing and you keep having money left over. It is, yeah. It, no one cares. Like I think when the big money is rolling in and going is slow and little is going out, that does that like no one like not much looks into that. And right. business right. guys don't look even to the bank bank accounts. Obviously, so they, they just focus on bringing the money in. They just don't look into the bank bank accounts. Yeah. Right. The big That's thing though is. When you do that, see, I overpay my taxes. Uh-huh. But when people do what we just described and they wind up having a big amount of income, they didn't realize that they didn't pay their taxes on time. Now they have interest and penalties. And mm -hmm. how are they going to pay this $30,000 bill? Because they already spent most of the money. Yeah. That's the problem. If you want to operate the way we're talking, you better make those big tax deposits to cover just in case you're wrong and the profit's bigger than you thought it was. Yeah, got it. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. People so don't now... want to do that. They don't want to give the IRS a free use of their money, but the IRS pays interest. Yeah. So it's not that bad. Awesome. I got an even, I got a bigger refund this time because I got a couple thousand dollars of interest. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome, Joe. So just give the quick advice, like how to maintain the relationship with the IRS, you know, like quick advice, the pillars. Well, pay it, yeah, 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 yeah. Pay more attention. That That's the quick advice. Don't just take the IRS for granted. Most people, it starts with their tax return, mm -hmm. okay? Ask yourself simple questions. Do you know when your taxes are due? Pretty simple, because oh, yeah. most people don't. In your particular situation, when is your taxes due? That, that, that's the key. The other thing is, when a return, don't just blindly give someone your tax return and say, oh, I got a $5,000 refund. Great. Where do I sign? <laughs> okay. You want to know how yeah. to defend what's on the return. Hmm. You need to take an extra half hour, hour, whatever it takes. And, and then you want to ask questions. What does the IRS do with this information? Did they even, did they lose any of my returns? You could sign up EFTPS.gov, the first initials of Electronic Federal Transfer System, EFTPS.gov, Electronic Federal Tax Payment System.gov. And you can even get your own transcripts. And once you sign up, you can make payments and they go in immediately. And I'm still telling people and they're like, huh? I never heard of that. 
Hmm. But if you ask, just ask and, and become a little bit more familiar, wherever you're at in understanding your IRS matter, just increase it a little bit. <laughs> that's, the, that's the message. Make, make it important enough to dig a little deeper because you're going to get slammed this year. Letters are going to go out and things aren't going to match mm. and auditors are going to throw your receipts back at you and go, sorry, I don't accept it. And you're going to freak out and think the IRS yeah. is the one that's the problem. And it's you that's the problem because you never bothered to take the opportunity to learn more. Awesome, Joe. Awesome. So that's all. Thank you so much for getting into the show. It was good to have you in, talk about the IRS, talk about the finances and so on. So yeah, thank yeah. you so much for having into the show. Oh, you're welcome. Happy to be here. Happy to help people. They can go to taxproblem.org and I give these four uh, audit proof things. As soon as you put your email in, it'll, it, it'll pop up in a page. <laughs> And uh, you don't have to wait till it's mailed or anything. And yeah. I'm the uh, killer IRS CPA. That's my trademark, killer IRS. So if you Google killer IRS CPA, you'll find me. And also I post videos almost daily on my YouTube channel and, and Facebook slash killer IRS CPA. <laughs> and you'll get a ton of information, subscribe. Uh, I've got a lot to say and I'm very forward and I'm kind of blowing open this industry because there's a lot of misinformation out there because yeah. people just want to make money and don't care about the individual taxpayers. Awesome. Awesome, Joe. Well, thank you so much for being in. <clears throat> My pleasure. <laughs>